0: Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to "I Couldn't Help But" podcast, an unofficial Sex and the City podcast, hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> Did you miss us? We missed you. We
1: missed doing this so much.
0: So much. So you guys like our brand new theme song? <laughs> we were trying to find a cute jingle and we we're like, why don't we just do the actual theme but like Al Capoco? That way it <laughs> falls under the parody use and fair trade use agreement. In case you guys are listening and you guys are lawyers, please let us know if that actually counts Is because that a thing? we don't want to get sued. Or shut down. Did you see that? It went from to low. You
1: did. It was amazing. I'm
0: classically trained.
1: Classically trained by whom?
0: <laughs> I don't understand with this. Like, your problem is, <laughs> I just came here to have a good time and talk about sex in the city, and you're over here like, give me something some facts. For you.
1: All right. Well, yeah, you know what? what? We should that. start out with something super awesome. Like, how was your
0: one-year anniversary?
1: <gasps>
0: like Does this fall into relationship update?
1: Oh, yeah, it's a relationship
0: Perfect. update. Perfect. So, relationship update... Me and my boyfriend have been dating officially for a year now. I don't know why, I, I understand how podcasts work, but I expected there to have already been, like, a just reaction a sound clip. from
1: people. Or just
0: a sound clip of, like, people cheering and applause. We'll
1: just enter and applause. No, and... we're
0: not gonna fucking do that. No, Shut up. No, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, actually, now, since we kind of went on a longer hiatus than we expected, sorry.
1: Sorry.
0: Um, we've been dating for a year and a month now, and it was really exciting, because I didn't know that he would like me this long, and we're still trekking along, and he still likes me. So, Yay. you know what? I feel good, I'm happy, and I'm so excited. This is my first anniversary really? with anybody ever.
1: Nice. People
0: don't like me this long. I'm Stop telling you. Stop
1: it. I've liked you for more than a
0: year. But have we dated? You don't know Truth. dating me.
1: True. Dating that's you is probably different. hard.
0: Yeah. Wow. I'm okay. Saying, Are you saying that I'm hard I'm say- to love? I'm
1: saying we're not compatible as far as what we like. Okay, okay. That's why we're doing this podcast
0: That's why we're doing this podcast, so you guys can get a variety of (laughs) things Instead
1: of fucking, you're welcome
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, this is for you guys
1: You're welcome
0: You're welcome (laughs) But things are going really good, we're going steady, steady for good
1: Cute How about you?
0: Relationship Uh, update
1: hmm, So relationship update, I'm still in a pretty abusive relationship right now Unfortunately, um, my tonsillectomy got pushed back (laughs) And which is kind of a part of the reason why our hiatus took so long was because it kind of, my, my insurance kind of took a bit of a dive for a while, but it should be back and we should be, I should only need a week off. So my maybe a short hiatus coming up, be prepared, but until then I... Still sound like myself and not Earth a which is a huge disappointment.
0: Huge disappointment. That's one of the reasons why I also wasn't ready to come back because I was like, listen, if I'm not doing this show with fucking Earth a Kid or <laughs> Ethel <laughs> Mergman, Bergman, Ethel Merman, Ethel Mermaid. <laughs> Then I don't want to do this show at all.
1: Well, that's fair. And I'm sorry that you have to do it with me still.
0: You know what? I prefer to do it with you. You get it. Uh, you understand so. my distaste for this show. Uh, Just kidding. It's not distaste. It's a guilty it. pleasure. It's I don't really believe in guilty pleasures, but this is, this
1: is totally a guilty a
0: pleasure. Because I'm like, this is fucking garbage. But I get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a podcast. It is. It's, it's a, a podcast. podcast. It's
1: being able to talk about our own shit.
0: And I feel that, and you know what? Yeah. I get that because um, I listen to two podcasts run by the same people, John Patton and Caitlin Riley, and they cu- they do a podcast for the Scream TV show and for the Riverdale TV show. Mm. And for the Scream TV show, it's not my favorite thing in the whole world, but I look, I watch the show, and it makes it more exciting because then I I have them to listen to, and it's a, it's a fun conversation to talk about this show that it's either good or you have moments about it that like you don't like but it's so much fun and that's what that's why I like listening to them and I'm like that makes sense why I like doing this because it's a show that I can talk about and I get excited for the show because I get to talk about it with my homegirl Paige
1: oh and I love talking about it with you and getting all of your stories from this it's so much fun
0: oh my gosh you guys get all of our reactions in real time So all of the squealing, all of the weird sound effects that we make. If this was a visual podcast, you get to see how fucking ugly I get when I get information that I haven't heard before. (laughs) Because mama goes through it.
1: Mama goes through it. Well, this is season two. Welcome, welcome. Um, We are starting off... In order. Shocking, I know. Weird. <laughs> I know. Um, so we are starting off with episode one of season two, which is called Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I
0: wonder what it's about.
1: Oh, well, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you the synopsis. And quick shout out to um, to our friend Susan, who actually gifted us the Velvet Pink Sex in the City box set of the mm. entire series.
0: It is Gorgeous.
1: And so, just so we don't get, like, hit for, you know, synopsis plagiarism, I'm literally going to read the synopsis out of this for the rest of the podcast, because it's succinct, so...
0: Succinct, bitch. Look it up in the dictionary. Hose. <laughs>
1: so, anyway, in this episode, Carrie breaks up with Mr. Big, which was last season, not this season... and then rebounds with a quote-unquote new Yankee. (gasps) Charlotte and Samantha experience different problems with their boyfriend's crotch areas.
0: These are written really weird. They're (laughs)
1: written really weird, which is why this is what's happening for the rest of the podcast. Fuck
0: yeah, give me that weird shit. From this
1: nonsense.
0: From this nonsense. So,
1: um, it starts out with Carrie... On the streets of New York City, petrified that she's going to run into Mr. Big and that it's going to be absolutely horrendous. She has this huge speech about breakups and emotional landmines and, like, just how completely awful they were. And, Joe, you said something like, bitch, you broke up with him.
0: Yeah, I was, because she was, because she was going through this thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to justify it later. Don't worry. I don't hate her because blah, blah, blah. But she was just going through this entire thing. But she broke up with Big. And as far as I can remember, it wasn't a real reason to me. It was just like that she was very insecure about their relationship, which I get. But it was mostly because of what she was doing. And she just didn't have that confidence in Big. Yeah. So I get that. And she broke up with him. And then right now she's going through all these motions. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. But also it seemed it was so weird because it seemed like he had broken her heart. And where I come from, I've just never known pain to be – if you break up with someone, you're breaking their heart, essentially. That's what, that's what the connection was for me.
1: Okay, yeah. And though I can see that, and I will tell you that the very first time that I watched this episode, I felt the exact same way. I was like, you're fucking garbage. Like, get your shit together. You broke up with him. You're not allowed to be upset because you ended things. Fuck you. Like, that's the end. Now, having gone through the breakup of a over-decade-long marriage, I see a little bit more where she's coming from.
0: And I feel that. Because it, was, it wasn't it was until – because when I looked at you right now and you asked me, and I was like, yeah, I, I, that was me talking like an asshole. But I get it.
1: But, I mean, without having the experience that I had mm-hmm. – I would have still been like, whatever, get your shit together, Carrie. Like, I so would have still been the same way about it. It's only because of what I've gone through where, like, and, and the the breakup sucked, and it was really hard. And I will fully admit that even though it is about a year later, um, it's still it still hurts, and I still love him. Like, I still deeply love him, and I still feel guilty and, like, awful about everything, and I feel like I broke his heart, and that—and there's still days that I, like, think about if I should—if I was just being crazy, and maybe I shouldn't be, like, that—maybe that's as good as it gets, and I should be back in that (laughs) situation— And that's not fair to either one of us because that's obviously not true. But it's really, even if you are the one to break it off, it's still really difficult. Like, there's still a lot of guilt to deal with. And and there's still a lot of, like, why wasn't I good enough to fight for?
0: Right. And I think, having said all that, I don't think there should be blame in the sense that, like, oh, I broke his heart, he broke my heart. I think there's just heartbreak. And that's what makes it... That's why, that's why it makes it so tough because whoever broke up with who isn't the issue. It's the fact that it wasn't working out and someone had to step up and be like, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And you're still allowed to feel that pain. Mm-hmm. Like your pain is valid, even if you were the one who did that, because you're like, this isn't working. You had to be like the slightly stronger one, but you still have to carry that entire burden of the relationship not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for so long. Like Big was only dating or care was only dating Big for a year.
1: Which, by the way. Which, by
0: the way, what the fuck was that? We were stuck on, like, it's been six weeks, seven weeks. They did it for a fucking year. Right, like,
1: that timetable was
0: nuts. Fucking ridiculous.
1: Like, please, like whatever whoever like I no, I can't I can't deal with the timetable with their relationship i really like I'm pissed about it <laughs> I'm super I was pissed all last season I'm like you've only been going out for like a couple of weeks oh now you've been going out for a month oh you now you've been going out for a couple of weeks again oh now it's been a year you went out for a year okay well if you've been gone out for a year now we have to go back and think about all this shit and it's like okay fine then that I think that shit is a little valid Like, now that she, like, he finally wants to, like, go away with her, but he won't introduce her to his mother, like, it's been a year and that's happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Now, all the things from last season are a little bit more valid if that's true, but
0: get your shit together on this timetable. And that's what, and that's where the writing, like, becomes an issue for shows like this, because coming from her perspective, you're like, Carrie, just shut the fuck up. Like, Mm -hmm. it does, like, you're making mountains out of molehills for no reason until in retrospect you're giving information that you're like oh had I had this information that I have now I can see that narrative that you were trying to spin and I can identify with your protagonist Mm -hmm. but if you're fighting the fucking protagonist because the writing isn't clear you're not doing a very good job
1: right exactly still love the show yeah
0: still love the show don't sue us that song is a parody don't sue us (laughs) but um, that makes sense but you can't do that retroactively
1: No, you can't. And it's just, it's fucked up. Because, like, how, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about Carrie at this point.
0: I I still think she's trash. But, like, I'm on her side. Like,
1: well, I feel, like, because I have now gone through a horrendous breakup, and then afterwards a slightly, almost more horrible breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, In the sense that, like... Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, I'm like, that's, that's a story for another time. Um, I'm like, that's a whole, that's a story for like later on in the episode. Um, <laughs> Like, I'm not going to skip ahead, but yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about Carrie at this point because, okay, if it's been a year, then her feelings are valid. The fact that he wanted to go away with her, but he didn't want to introduce her to his mother, all of that shit, like makes sense. But I mean, I is that true? Like, are, in a couple of weeks, are we gonna be like, "Oh, Carrie, you were only seeing him for like"? It's like you said, it's bad writing, and it does not help your protagonist at all. Like, I already think that Carrie is garbage, but now she's like garbage with a math problem. <laughs>
0: And I still feel bad for her, but I'm like, fuck, okay, but at least make it a little bit easier to be on your team.
1: Right. Yeah, like, make it just easier. And, like, speaking of math problems, I love the rule that it takes half of the total time the relationship, like, lasted to get over it. Like, I have ever since watching this episode thought that that was an absolute real thing, but I'm just now at this very second realizing that I have never heard that anywhere else.
0: I've never heard that. I like that rule, not in terms of like it's practicality, but I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Cause you spent this time together as two people. So if you divide that time by two, so you become a singular person. There you go. That's the time that you need. But also, I'm like, uh, I don't think there's a general rule for how long it takes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, I'm not Jewish, so I don't go through like the seven days or <laughs> grievances when someone dies. What Isn't are you it? Talking Isn't that about? what it is? That's so not a Jewish thing at all. I thought I saw a Tina Fey movie about it. Was it not a Jewish thing? No. Like you go through seven days and you sit down and you wear oh, black. Oh, sitting Shiva. I thought you were talking about the seven stages of grief. Oh, no. well, I was <laughs> I was tying it together. I'm also a bad writer. <laughs> he, now you have the information retroactively. So now you look like a fool for saying that I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: I was like, what are you saying? I like
0: how my basis was like, um, Paige, you as a <laughs> Jewish person have no idea I what I'm telling you. Mean a non-Jewish person because I have information from a Tina Fey movie.
1: <laughs> and here's the here's the thing that's funny about that so. is that I'm I feel like Shiva is a month, but I'm a really bad Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bad Jew that I'm like I don't know. I think it's it might be thirty days.
0: It might be. a, that's a long time. Of grief. I time feel like
1: so. I mean, Hanukkah is eight days. Like we do everything long term.
0: Okay, eight days compared to 30 days. Like, I can sit down for eight days. After, like, the ninth day, my ass is going to be flat. I'm going to look like Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) No, okay. So here's the thing. So No tea, no shade. So so, sitting Shiva, this I know. Okay. (laughs) In this I know. So sitting Shiva was from way back in the day when... Like, you, so as a Jew, you bury your dead right away and you don't believe in embalming or doing anything like that. Like, that that shit's going in the ground next Saturday, no matter what. So, because of that, and because of, you know, olden times when you couldn't just, like, hop in your Vespa and, like, (laughs) fucking... (laughs) Go to the funeral. Not a lot of people could make it to the funeral because it was so soon after. So they would spend a long period of time and that's why I feel like it's a month where they would sit Shiva where they covered all of the mirrors, they dress all in black, they do nothing but grieve and everyone comes during that month and brings them food and sits with them and grieves with them. And this has been your bad Jew educational (laughs) Rants. <laughs>
0: y'all thought y'all were coming here for Sex in the City. Nope. Y'all just got learned. I also got learned. I still don't know how this works. But yes, back to this point. But yeah. Anyway, I back to a standard rule, that's... a practical rule. Right. That it, it made sense to me because I just figured it alongside that. I don't know how long it would take me to get over a breakup because this is a the longest mm-hmm. serious relationship that I've been in, mm-hmm. and the one before that was about half a year, and because we ended it on such friendly terms there was no grieving process it was like okay like this we didn't work out as a couple together but we we're still really close friends and we were friends from the get-go
1: so it was just like downgrading back to where you it wasn't a downgrade be, okay
0: friendship is great
1: okay parallel to it was just, so a just different going back option. to what, where you used to be
0: yes it's like you bought the blue dress and then you're like oh actually i'm feeling the red dress so you buy the red dress and it's the same style same everything and you're like actually blue blue works a little bit better on me and so you go return that dress and you're like oh no thank you so much i appreciate all the hard work that you do i'm gonna write a review on yelp about your shop thank you guys so much for being accommodating and then you wear the blue dress and you're like i should have just gone with this one this one feels a lot better (laughs) it looks cuter on me take a snapchat also, I'm not going shopping with you. <laughs>
1: again.
0: Oh, bitch, I don't go shopping with anybody. <laughs> I pick up two pairs of jeans. I pick up three shirts. I try on one pair of jeans, and I hate how I look. So then I'm like, fuck this. I'll come back again later. I don't shop for, like, years at a time. And I wear the same outfits twice Wait, a week. You still look on point every single day.
1: <laughs> you so much. Oh, I try Seriously, so hard. Seriously, you're awesome.
0: This will be the last engine that I go on.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, but my boyfriend in one of his classes that he was doing, they were doing a drag day.
1: Nice.
0: And he likes drag queens and he understands the whole gender fuck thing. I, that's not what I'm into. I go for other things. Okay. In that spectrum. But essentially what he was going to do is because like, oh, since I'm a feminine male, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dress like a butch male, like a masculine male. And I was like, ooh, okay, that's interesting. It, he explained it to me. I guess it makes sense in, the, like, the gender fuck spectrum of drag. Okay. Um, but he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be like a bro. I'm going to wear, like, a bro tank, a baseball hat, some basketball shorts. I'm going to wear, like, a P- Patagonia jacket. <laughs> and he's like, "And I'm just going to wear, like, running shoes. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's going to that's gonna be so good. He's like, yeah, I'm going to look like fucking trash. Mm. And I was like, yeah, get it. And then he was like, can I borrow all of those <gasps> things? And I was like, oh. <gasps> I was Whoa. so offended, but I couldn't say anything because dead ass that's the exact outfit that I was wearing when he asked me. Oh, no. <laughs> my garbage day. Oh, 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 that's fucked up. I'm so sorry. I can't even say anything because like, what am I going to do? Right. Get offended? It was my trash? Okay,
1: let me just change out of this and (laughs) give it to you.
0: (laughs) What's funny is I have a pair of his basketball shorts because like I wore them one time when I spent the night at his house and then I just never gave him back. (laughs) And then when I was picking the outfit for him, I had those freshly dry cleaned and then I had a pair of like basketball shorts that I've been wearing for a week and then I was like, I'm going to keep the clean ones that are his and I'm just going to let him borrow mine yes. that I expect back in a like short amount of time, even though I've had his shorts for like six months. <laughs> if we break up, I'm keeping those. <laughs> they feel really nice.
1: If I was, seriously, if I was ever a lesbian, I would legit not date anyone unless they were the same size as me so that I could double my wardrobe. And they would have to be, like, really, really, like, fashionista.
0: (laughs) So you don't have to go shopping. You can borrow from their wardrobe. Yeah, so I could
1: literally be like, oh, this dress is so cute. It's from my girlfriend. (laughs)
0: Cute. (laughs) My boyfriend, when we first started dating, he's like, what if we're one of those couples? Like, we can just wear each other's clothes. And I'm like, that's dumb. That's a fucking dumb thing to do. We don't fit into any of the same clothes. And deadass, we've traded clothes and, like, have each other's clothes. And he's like, "So, what happened to that thing about not wearing each other's clothes?" And every single time, like, "What am I gonna do?" Right. <laughs> I can't say I can't say he's wrong. I think I have more of his clothes than he has of mine. <laughs> Fuck. God, this goodness. is who I am. This is why I'm really hard to date. This. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's dumb until it conveniences me. Until it
1: conveniences <laughs> me. Until it
0: conveniences me. Anyways, yes. Eddie,
1: back, back to, to the, the show episode. that this
0: podcast is about—just oh <laughs> our lives. So just...
1: we, I know just... <laughs> we haven't even started. We We're on the it. first.
0: Oh. Two minutes of Carrie monologue.
1: (laughs) Right? Okay. So the girls get together, Abby, Um, and they, they go to pick up Sam, whose boyfriend dropped her off and, oh, he's so gross about it. Like, take care of my girl. Shut up. She's over 30. She's not your girl. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. If literally, if anybody ever said to me like that to my friends, if anybody ever put me in a taxi with my friends and was like, take care of my girl, I'd be like, we're breaking up.
0: (laughs) I'm going to still pay for the Uber with your card, though.
1: <laughs> right. Thanks for paying for the Uber. I'm but keeping I'm, your
0: button-down shirt. I'm never, ever coming back. <laughs> and and this is Samantha's boyfriend, who she was dating at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Who His Had name is tiny, James, and he has a tiny penis. Tiny That's penis. That's a problem for Samantha, who was a sex addict. Not a sex addict. Yeah, she just, just likes having just, sex, just as a, we know.
1: I it appreciative of it. And I don't think that this is very Sam-like, and I feel like this is yet another... Um, kind of episode where it's like, why is she staying with him? She would ditch literally anybody else. Why is she staying with him? And I think that this is, one, total garbage. Like, stay true to yourself. And also, number two, there's always an exception to the rule, and I feel like Samantha is always that person that has (laughs) to be the exception to the rule. And so her trying to make it work, like, is just super frustrating
0: to me. I get that this is a different time and update. I work at a sex shop now. So like I have all this wonderful information, but I'm like, there's, there's extensions you can put on your penis, like not hair extensions, but like, Mm. like extensions that feel really good. They're ribbed and stuff and they add girth and like length to your penis. Yes. Do you think that would have solved this issue or do you think she wanted that like daddy dick?
1: Okay. But here's the thing. Uh, This is what I feel. I feel like, When it comes to penises. Yes. That it is absolutely not about size, but about how you
0: use it. Okay.
1: Because I have been with, admittedly, by him, not really by me, a pretty small dick. I've been with a ridiculously large one. Mm -hmm. And I would rather have sex with the small dick every single time. Because one, he knew what he was doing, and two, I didn't feel like I was being ripped in half every single time.
0: Fuck yeah!
1: And okay, but, but okay, but, but you have to know what you're doing, and I feel like that's way more important. Because here's the thing with what's his fate? What is his name? James. James. So here's the thing with James, is that he like she tries to bring in like like her her vibrator to like jazz it up and he's like, can't it be just us? So I don't feel like he's the type of guy that would be cool with having a toy or having something that's an extension. Yeah, He's the type of guy that doesn't know what he's fucking doing and he thinks that it's all okay.
0: And Do you think he, he's not aware that he has a small penis? Because I think if you know you have a small penis, you know you have to work harder to make it okay.
1: So I think, okay, literally every single... Guy, I know, and every single like teen movie that I've ever watched, mm-hmm. all guys compare their junk. Or, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, you have to know on a you scale, you show me yours,
0: I'll show you mine.
1: No, but you have to know on a scale, like, where you sit next to at least your friends or something, like, you're in the locker room and you sneak a peek or something, like, right. I mean, am I wrong
0: though? Um, I can't speak for every male. I can speak as a bisexual male who's also very, very into seeing people naked. <laughs> but yes, I I have compared with other people, and which is weird because I didn't I I didn't think I was on like the I knew that I'm not on the larger spectrum. I was like, okay, I'm in like a nice, comfortable section of it. And then I saw other men, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Okay. But here's the thing. Because I feel like girls always say that they prefer the guy with the small penis that knows how to work it over the big guy. A
1: hundred percent.
0: But I also hear from the same girls, not from me specifically, but like from mm-hmm. that just like glomer of girls, mm-hmm. I'm making fun of guys with small penises. But that's what they prefer. So I don't understand what the situation is. And you can't speak for all women. No. Right? But I, but I will like, speak for myself. Okay.
1: Um, and I feel like those women... <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm speaking for myself with those women, so I can't really, I'm speculating. Um, but I feel like those women feel like, because there are so many guys that will like be so, so every guy that I have been with who has a small penis has said, I have a small penis. Okay. Ashamed. Oh. As like, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you that I have a small penis kind of a thing. And, like, they all knew what they were doing with it. And so I don't think that it's that big of a deal. But I think that there's a stigma attached to it. And I think that maybe those women are just trying to perpetuate the stigma. Okay. And I think that it's sort of one of the... It is one of those things where if you have a bigger penis, there's going to be more feeling... Obviously, It's going to be more intense. Most of the time that intense is bad. But I think that a lot of the time most girls mistake that for better. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's if I was to speculate as to why they make fun of it, but they like it. That that's why there's a stigma attached to it and they feel like they have to go along with the crowd. Okay. Um. But...
0: Okay, i I feel that. I can see where that's coming from. I just don't like that stigma.
1: No, I don't either.
0: I don't I've never liked that stigma, regardless of where I feel I'm on the penis size scale. I just don't like that stigma just because, like, it's like, oh, demasculating to people if you have a smaller penis. And at my store, that's actually one thing that I'm trying to fight because we have a son that says, oh, burglar burglary leads to a non-gratified sexual life and also can give you a small penis. Like, as a joke, like, just don't steal from us. Mm-hmm. But almost like, can we can we can not we side-shame people who yes. are in this store where we actually sell, like, penis extensions and stuff? Yeah. Can we not do that?
1: Yeah, that's not great. Because I would hate I mean,
0: for someone to come in and, like, see that and, like, know, know it's a joke, but also be like, okay, okay and here's the other fucking thing and this one place where I thought I could, like...
1: Like, come to be, like, comfortable. Yeah, yeah like, and I feel like that sex stores... I've, I have been in a couple and I have been in one that has felt like absolute garbage. Like I was going to get hepatitis just being in there. And then I've, and then I've
0: seen. (laughs) Sorry for those of you who missed it. I pointed in the direction of the one that I thought Paige was talking about and she confirms that we both know. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that one. Um, it's it's super gross, Mm -hmm. but there is, and I will, they're not paying me. Um, I will say that right now. They are not paying me to say this, but I think they are fucking spectacular. Um, It is called the Love Store in Las Vegas. It is off the strip, like way off the strip.
0: Like in actual Vegas. Like, yeah,
1: like in, you know, like five or six strip malls past the, past the, the strip. But they, it is nice there. It's inviting. The people are knowledgeable. And it is a nice place to be. Like I have hung out there legitimately for an hour, like looking at stuff and like asking them about things. And like I said, they're all like really knowledgeable. And if we, if we ever get my, my buddy from Vegas guests on the podcast, he will tell you a story about, about us going there. That is hysterical and if Jackie his wife is listening it literally has absolutely nothing that you need to worry about it oh. was just
0: it was just <laughs> it was like I'm
1: like I just want to put, out, put that out there right now because it happens so I took him as like sort of like a pseudo um bachelor like like <laughs> bachelor party mm-hmm. um because he wasn't really gonna get one and I needed to pick up some stuff so, <laughs> so I was just this like, is for
0: you, but really right. it's for me. So
1: I was like, we're going. And I like gave him stuff and I was like, listen, she'll love you forever. If you use this, like, come on, let's do this. So I'm in your court, Jackie. That's what I have to say. Anyways.
0: Anyways.
1: <laughs> so moving on, they decide to go to a baseball game where they're all complaining about all of their different stuff at the same time while not listening to one another. <laughs> and like legit, my note says these girls are so up their own asses.
0: I mean, of course they are. They live in Manhattan and they wear fur coats to a baseball game. Right. But, but one of my favorite things, one of my favorite quotes from this entire show, because like season two is significantly better than season one, immediately so with this much. first episode. Yes. And one of my favorite lines from Carrie was, because um, Miranda's the reason they go to the baseball game. And that's, Miranda's like, we're going to go to this ba- baseball game so Carrie can feel better, Carrie we're going. So they go to this baseball game and Carrie's like, Miranda's a big fan of the Yankees. I'm a big fan of anywhere you can smoke and drink at 2 p.m. and not be judged. And I was like... Fuck. <laughs> I fuck with Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, I roll with you now. I get it. You're yeah. making sense. I get where you're coming from. Fuck it up, Carrie.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. And they are. They're way funnier in this season. And I love the fact that they fumble for the new ball. And the, But that part pisses me off. That they're like, what are the chances of catching a ball? I'm like, y'all didn't catch it.
0: It fell on the ground, and Gary picked it up.
1: Right, it fell on the ground. Like, that's not that's not catching it, Miranda. Like, and she and she fucks with like, Carrie waiting afterwards to get the ball signed, and she's just like, "You're a little drunk." I'm like, "Pumpkin, you're a little drunk."
0: (laughs) Miranda, you're a lot of drunk. Like,
1: like, Miranda, (laughs) you're so you're you're really really drunk. So, and I so I admire um, the the like boldness in which. Carrie went after the new Yankee. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I really, really do like. I like literally. My note was like, "The fuck does the new Yankee want with a Dolce and Gabbana party?" (laughs) Like, legitimately, that
0: Carrie Bradshaw pussy game. And
1: you know what? Good for him. Fuck. I mean, but like, legitimately, that's like, I would never do that. I would never ever, like put myself out there and be like, hey, do you want to go to this thing that you clearly have no interest in?
0: You don't know his life. Granted, like, we don't know anything about him. We don't I know. I still don't know still, anything about yeah, him. we still don't know anything about But, like, about him. what if he does? What if he's into fashion? It's, what if he's fucking David Beckham? He plays soccer, he runs that bitch, and then he's super into fashion and becomes a model.
1: He might. But I do, so I will say that I fuck with Carrie in this moment because that's... Fucking bold, like that was
0: bold. That was super
1: bold. She's like, I'm gonna ask out, ask out the new Yankee. Whatevs. Like, I'm just gonna fuck. Like nobody's business. It. Yeah, and and
0: Miranda's upset because Miranda wanted to fuck the new Yankee. Did you think she did? I think she. Did. I think that's why she was upset. Really? Cause, yeah, because Miranda was like giving all his stats and whatever. And nobody else was listening, so she like actively knew about him. And when she got to meet him, that's when she got the most nervous. Because I think she liked him. And, like, in a way that wasn't so much like, oh, Miranda thinks she's going to hook up with him. But the fact that she's like, oh, I like him. Like, I have a crush on him, like, as a celebrity. Right. And the fact that her best friend has the balls to go and ask him and he says yes. And then she's like, oh, fuck, not only was this an actual opportunity that could have been presented, but I didn't take it. And my friend did. What the fuck is that? She doesn't even know shit about baseball and I'm a true fan follower. (laughs) Oh, so
1: maybe it's kind of going back to the whole threesome thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Like where they all said that they would have a threesome with one another and then they left her out. Oh. Maybe it's kind of like slipping back into that a little bit. Just the fact
0: that she's always just left out.
1: Right, which I, I can totally, like, I get it. Like, and I super understand. So short story i'll try and make it short
0: (laughs) listen you guys know what the fuck you signed up for you guys have been here for a season you fucking know know, you're welcome these are quality tales
1: yeah it is. risk whom so (laughs) um so something so something happened today one of our mutual friends (gasps) um who shall remain nameless for my sake
0: or for the microphone for for
1: the microphone can you mouth it (laughs) I'm pointing to it right Oh, okay. (laughs) So so anyway, one of our friends, um, we were out today and we were doing um, a a fundraiser for um, Dear George, which is an independent film that was filmed here in Reno that we will talk about later. Um, But so we were out and we were across from this guy all day who was kind of making eyes at her and being like pretty nice and... Um, I went over to talk to him a little bit, um, after she did and he was just, he, he seemed like a really nice guy, but it was like, we were having a nice conversation Mm -hmm. and there was nothing like really there. And so I was just like, he's, he kind of was like, you know, he was whatever. And I was just like, okay, that's cool. Like, obviously he's more into her than, than he would be to me. Not that I was going after it. Um, but so anyway, she, right before we left, uh, wrote down her name on one of our raffle tickets and her phone number and gave it to him. And so he, bless his fucking heart.
0: Oh, no, he's dumb. No, oh. no,
1: he's not dumb. No, he's so sweet. <laughs> no, so he texts her literally maybe 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm and says, "Hey, I'm super super flattered, but I'm in a relationship." Aww. And I was just like, "Dude, he didn't have to do anything. He could have thrown her number out." Yeah. Like that is so sweet that he would like be that caring about it. And so she, you know, responded and she said to like, "I totally get it. And, you know, thank you so much for for giving us some of your product today, blah blah blah." Like you were really sweet. And he was like, I'm super flattered. Like, if I wasn't in a relationship, trust me, I would be super interested. And I'm like, oh, that is so cute. Like, that is so sweet. And she responded, like, I think totally perfectly, which was to be like, well, you know, I don't wish ill of your relationship or anything. But, like, if anything changes, let me know. I'm like, girl, get it. (laughs) Like, that is the best. Like, and she said it. And it was so true. Like, as soon as she said it, I was, like, that's true. She's, like, rejection doesn't always have to suck. Like, that was the best, like, ego boost while being rejected, like, ever. And it was just, like, he was such a nice guy about it. Because he could have easily just thrown out her number and never texted her, you know? Right. Like... Uh, It was just super sweet, and I really, like, I I almost want to, like, give him a shout-out because he's such a nice guy, but I also, like, don't want to get him in trouble with his girlfriend if, like, she's one of those, you know?
0: Right, And, and also from a place, like, okay, maybe all that wasn't necessary in terms of the fact that he was in a relationship, but hopefully, I think this is just a lesson for people, like, it's fine. Things are fine. Mm-hmm. You can talk to other people, right. even if you're in a relationship, and be like, hey, I'm not interested, but thank you very much. And it's fine. It's mm-hmm. not a thread. It's an active someone saying, hey, I'm in a relationship, right. and I'm not going to jeopardize it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I just need that to be present. Because I know some people who, given this altercation, if they were the the other the, not not the other woman, mm-hmm. but the woman in the relationship... She, they would have been like, "But how dare you say that if you weren't in a relationship, you'd be thinking about her?" Because right. like, what is that? Yeah, which and blah, is blah blah blah. Yeah. And then she responds with, "I don't ill. No, I don't no. wish ill. Whatever." Like right. people who would get upset about that, and I get why they would. I just think we need to take it a little bit easier and recognize the fact that he said, "No, mm-hmm. I am in a relationship, and that wasn't an excuse. That was the thing that he was saying. Like, no, I'm actively a part of this relationship, and I'm not going to fuck it up." Mm-hmm. So I just, I just want everyone. People can flirt without it being a threat. Right. I definitely, I want people to know that. Mm -hmm. And I want that to be okay with people so no one feels, like, confined.
1: Right. Yeah. I always like that saying um, where it doesn't matter where you get your appetite as long as you eat at home.
0: Oh. Yeah. I have the reverse one that I've heard. It's just because you're on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell where we are.
1: Fair <laughs> enough, and that, that's why we work. It's super awesome. So, um, I I don't I don't have any notes for a while until they're back. Okay, at... perfect. I have a couple. Okay.
0: Now ahead. I gotta fucking talk and go on tangents. All right. Just kidding. We've been on <laughs> tangents. Um. So Carrie then brings up her breakup rules. And these are the ones that I kind of want to talk to you about just to be where your stance is mm-hmm. versus where my stance is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say them in the order of where they are and not in terms of the episode just because I just need them all out there. Okay. Rule number one, mm-hmm. destroy all the photos where he looks hot and you look happy. Garbage. Yes. do gets <clears throat> <laughs> we'll get <to> that. <laughs> Rule number two, lie. I didn't quite catch this one because I was laughing at some situation that had happened on it. <laughs> but she said lie to the, per- the person you're rebounding with. And it'll make it okay that you spent all your savings on this dress that you wore to the Dolce & Gabbana party. Mm -hmm. Garbage. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Rule three, go shopping. Yeah. Drown your sorrows in credit Credit card card debt. debt.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Rule four, never stop thinking about him, Mm -hmm. as in your ex, because that's the moment that he's going to show up. Truth. I got a story about that one. That's true. (laughs) And five, um you'll never get through it without your friends, which is true. True. Which yes. is true. Yeah. The some of these I do not agree with, mm-hmm. but I'm interested without having heard of these. What are your breakup rules? Like if you were to have three.
1: If I was to have three breakup rules, um Okay, the first one would always be like try to be as adult as possible. Yes. And I feel like that includes being extremely um, sensitive to the other person's feelings. hmm Um, there's a... I'm gonna, like, seriously get into, like, some hard shit here for a second, but it's not... It doesn't... Anyway. Um, I'm just gonna do it. So, there's, like, this... In the, like, BDSM community, there is this thing called, like, aftercare. hmm So, basically, like, people that, like, really awful trash talk kind of stuff... Like, you know, like, just being called, like, a horrible bitch and, like, a fucking cunt and, like, Mm. probably worse stuff. Mm. Um, (laughs) But then, like, the point where afterwards, when it's all said and done, like, that you need to go back and be like, no, you're a good person, you know, everything's good, and, like, build them back up from where you've torn them down to, um, you know balance that kind of stuff out
0: right and real quick it's 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 mainly heard in the bdsm community because like it the bdsm can get a little bit more rough Mm -hmm. but it's a nice rule to have for any and all relationships yeah so whenever you have sex even if it's plain vanilla sex go you that's what you're into that's what works for you Mm -hmm. go for it aftercare is still really nice so it's not just like oh you had sex with me and now we're on this divide it's a Mm -hmm. nice thing to be like we had this moment together we share this moment together i appreciate you Hope everything was okay. Right. Thank you. See Thank yeah. you for your vagina.
1: <laughs> thank you for your vagina. New me, tagline. Me sending out thank
0: you <laughs> notes to anybody ever. Thanks. Thank
1: you for your vagina. Thanks for all the sex, babe. <laughs> no, and that, I do, I feel like that's really important. And I feel like a lot, uh, like speaking as just personally and being as a woman, like, there's, there's been a lot of situations that I've had where, like, sex has happened and the guy is shot up like somebody fucking shot him in the ass to leave.
0: hmm
1: And that feeling makes you feel fucking awful. Right. Like, and it's, and it's so funny because it just, it reminds me of um, When Harry Met Sally, which I will probably bring up 3,000 more times.
0: Fuck yeah. Because
1: I love that movie so much. But like there's this point where he's where he's asking about her, he's like, How long do you like to be held after? All night? That's the trouble with you. Somewhere between three minutes and all night is your problem. That's what he says. And but I can see that from a male perspective. And from a female perspective like I don't know, for me personally, a female perspective like, no, I don't need to be held all night. Three minutes it seems pretty short. But like Five? <laughs> Se- oh, and a, a nice moment? So, like a, Yeah, like a nice moment, not something where it's like, okay, we're done having sex now, right, because I need to go. Right. Because then that makes you feel like you were just used.
0: It, you're being sexually objectified.
1: Right. And that's like, and again, like you said, whether it is like going super hardcore or whether it's super vanilla, there is still still a feeling associated with that, even if it is just a casual sex relationship. Right. Where you're just like, okay, well, that fucking sucked. Even if the sex was great, mm-hmm. now you're left feeling kind of like shit.
0: Right. And with your rule, like, the after sex came into play about being an adult and being mature. Right. Because despite the relationship not working out, it still was a relationship. There was affection. There was love there. And I'm saying this for relationships that just don't work out. If like there was abuse there or that person was just a piece of shit, mm-hmm. then ignore this rule. Right. But like recognize that they're also going through heartbreak, don't don't try to make yourself feel better by putting them down. Don't trash talk them, don't make don't try to go out of your way to make them feel like shit cuz like you're both going through this breakup to, not together, but you're both going through this breakup. Right. And
1: they're both going through the, some you, of the same feelings and it
0: would just you wouldn't know how awful it is to hear all these bad things that people were talking about that, that's not going to help you move on that's not going to help you through the grieving process so don't do that for someone else
1: mm-hmm. yeah and that so that would be that would be my number one rule um uh, uh, number two rule I don't like I mean a, a lot of it is kind of the same like I just, just be a fucking uh, adult like, like yeah like be an adult be respectful Um, and, and try your best to get to a place where you're happy for them when they find someone else.
0: And it's going to, it's going to hurt. Right. Of course it's going to hurt. Yeah. But you, you can hurt and be happy.
1: Right. For
0: someone else. uh, Even though the happiness isn't for you, you can be happy for someone else and be like, despite me still feeling these emotions, I'm glad that they have found someone who can, help them through their process mm. even if you haven't done it for yourself
1: right so and this is a really old reference um, but the original Han, Hans Hans Christian
0: Anderson it's an old reference it's fucking no, 15th, century literature. 15th, century literature. 15th century literature fuck you no, I was no, like an 80s reference <laughs> So
1: it was, there was this part in Pretty Woman where... No. <laughs> um, no, like, Hans Christian Andersen's original The Little Mermaid. Yes. Um, Ooh,
0: sea foam bitch.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I to anyone who isn't literary... Um, <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, you're missing out. Um, in the original Little Mermaid, she um, has to get kissed by the prince... Or else she turns into sea foam and dies because mermaids don't have souls because they're
0: immortal. Sick. So that's fucking savage. It's, it's
1: yeah, no, so like legit like they're they're immortal and so they can't die, but she trades her tail for legs and if he doesn't kiss her, um, or doesn't fall in love with her um, by a certain period, of, not even a certain period of time. I can't really, it's been a long time. Sorry. Um, but anyway. For you
0: non-literary folks. For you
1: non-literary folks. Um, read it in elementary school. Um.
0: <laughs> so, That's a fucked up shit to be reading in elementary oh, school. Oh, it's a short
1: story. It's fine. Um, have you seen any of like the Grimm's fairies? Like the original? Yes. They're fucked up. That's they're, what I'm saying. They're nothing compared to The Little Mermaid. But anyway, it is a little savage. Um, so she had, so spoiler alert. At the end, she dies. Um, she he the prince finds someone else. The prince always thinks of her as as a a child or a friend because she can't speak and she can't express her her love to him. And he just thinks, you know, oh, cute, you know, and like cute. takes care of her and treats her almost like a pet. And so he he falls in love with somebody else. Um, and on the eve of their wedding, like the sea witch comes to her and says, "Hey, one more shot." Cut his heart out with this knife, um, and well, I'll give you your tail back, and you can be immortal again, or you die. She chooses to die, and um, instead of turning into sea foam, and and dying essentially, she becomes, um, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, a child of the air, which is. Like, basically a soul that will float around for, like, a hundred years and then get to go to heaven. So at the end of the story, she, um, she, as a child of the air, goes to the wedding, you know, like... I think it, like, actually says, fans the prince and kisses his bride and, you know, rises up as a child of the air. Like, and it's so... Amazingly, like just beautifully written, where it doesn't say it right out, but it's like this bittersweet, like she's devastated, but she's happy that he's happy, and like that's I think that's how all breakups, sh- like maybe not should be, but like are, you know, like or sh- maybe should be, maybe should be is the right word, but you right. should you should always be happy for them that they moved on, even though it hurts your soul.
0: But that's what you get for having a soul. That's what you get for being alive. Like,
1: Right? I wish I was a goddamn mermaid.
0: Oh, fuck. I would fuck it up. Get yeah. some legs. Bitch, what the fuck? I can breathe underwater. I can talk to sharks. <laughs> People are so uninteresting when it comes to, like, comparing them to sharks. Yeah. Dolphins? Dolphins? Cramps?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I... Plankton? Yeah, it would. And that's, yeah. I mean, that would basically be my only rules.
0: Just be an adult?
1: It's just, yeah, be a fucking adult and be nice. You cared for them once. Be nice. Like, you you should never stop caring for that person. Right. Even if it didn't work out. And again, if this was an abusive relationship, whatever, All rules right. Those
0: are those. Are, those, those are the exceptions. Then, get out. Then no. Fuck that want. person. Pieces of shit. Yeah.
1: Get, get your restraining order and move on with your
0: life. Whatever. Do you. Take care of you. Yes, but that's a rule. It's always interesting to listen to people's rules. Because my boyfriend has a rule, like, he's, like, he's he told me if we were to break up, he would unfollow me from all social media until... Because it
1: would hurt too much. Right. Yeah.
0: Until we were good again and then bring it back. And I was like, oh, I didn't even consider that. And he was like, would you not unfollow me or unfriend me? And I was like, no. But also, I haven't experienced that. And he, when we were talking, he had gone out of a relationship that had meant a lot to him at that time. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is just going off of what I've done before. I'm like, oh, Okay. And it's still just that disconnect because my the relationship that I was coming out of was very amicable, very mm-hmm. wonderful, we're friends, and that's how I hope every relationship, yes. if it has to end, that that's how it would end. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. So it's just, it's so interesting because I'm like, I don't know what my rules are. Like, am I going to be a piece of shit person? Am I going to try to fucking drink my sorrows away how much time am I going to need? What am I going to do to fill in that space, that time? Am I going to throw away the stuff that reminds me of him? Because I have a box of stuff that he's given me. Then I'm like, this, I, I can't, there's some of it, like, it's not practical mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't, like, wear this, I can't hang this up on my wall, but I want to keep it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I love that he took the time to do this for me. So I keep it, and I'm like, am I going to get rid of that box? What about when I'm over it? Am I not going to have my stuff back? Yeah. Or if I decide to keep it, am I just going to keep it as a token of, like, anger, of fury, of sadness? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to know what's there, and I'm just going to be like, fuck, 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 fuck. What do you... I don't know what to do. I'm just going to call my boyfriend be like, hey, we're going to break up. So, so I know who, what kind of person <laughs> I am when we... When post-breakup.
1: Social experiment. Social
0: experiment, sorry. We're
1: breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Yeah, it was... it's It's hard because it was... Both of both of my breakups were pretty amicable. They hurt, but I still like. The, I don't know that I could. I, it's an addiction, like looking at the social media. Yeah,
0: pain is an addiction.
1: Yeah,
0: pain is addiction. When you, that's why when you're like feeling sad, you'll listen to sad music to make you feel more sad.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll
0: remember things. You'll make you're just point out things that you don't like in someone else, just so you can build that like fire. Mm-hmm. Pain is addictive.
1: Yeah, and it's. And it's addictive, but it's also something that you, you, you know you want to get over. Um, there's one, one of the, the the breakups that I had most recently that was pretty amicable. Um, I He was... Most of the reason why it ended was because he was leaving. Um, he was going to be out of town until, like, October. Um, and so, you know, he didn't want to be in a relationship. And... Like, just worried about, you know, long distance and that kind of thing. Which I totally, like, all of his reasons were valid, and I completely understand it. And I, you know, and I respect it. At the same time, it still hurts. But it almost, like, it's been so long that it almost, like, long distance hurts now. And it's odd. And he said that he was going to be back in town around now and that he would give me a call and we could get together and, like, have a drink or something and catch up. Because we did say that we wanted to be friends. And even though it's almost been a couple of months, like, so that he should be texting me maybe any time, I don't expect it to happen. Mm. I don't think it's going to. And... And that makes it hurt all over again. That I was not important enough to like stay with or to try with, and it's been far longer than half of the total time the relationship was. So that that rules garbage <laughs> 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 because it's still it's it still hurts and still sucks that. What can you do? You
0: can't. Well, yeah. You could. You just have to fucking roll with the punches yeah, and just, come out stronger.
1: Just try and move on.
0: Speaking of moving on, <laughs> uh, speaking of moving on, mm-hmm. none of these girls can move on from their problems. No, they go to breakfast together, and Carrie's talking about Mister Big problems, and also the new Yankee. Samantha's talking about James's tiny penis. Charlotte is talking about her boyfriend who, first of all, Charlotte's a babe. I just want to point that out because we noticed that in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if there's one person who consecutively is fantastic and beautiful to look at, it's Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And she fucking rocks herself. Good for her. But Charlotte's dating this new guy who can't help but, like, scratches balls all the time. And they think it's weird. I immediately thought about it. I was like, oh, like, does he have an STI? Or does he, <laughs> like... Just moisture just collecting in his groin area and it's very uncomfortable? Because I'm like, I sell a powder for that at work. Ah. And I use it because also my groin gets, like, moisture. Like, if it doesn't dry well enough or even if it's a warm day, like, moisture collects.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's that stuff. There's, like, it's, I assume that it's kind of the same as, like, under boob sweat.
0: Yes, 110%. And we sell a powder that, like, goes on as a lotion and then it, like, uh, dries as a powder so it's nice and self-prevents and chafing. Fancy. And it fucking works wonders. It's called Fresh Balls. But anybody can use it. It's super cool. Highly recommend. So I immediately, like thought, like how about how about you talk to him about your problems to try to come to a solution instead of just like talking shit behind his back.
1: Well, but also they haven't even had sex yet.
0: Also, right? Yes, true. That Three comes into weeks. play later. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Which Samantha's like, you guys have been dating for three weeks and you haven't seen his balls
1: yet. Right. And, and you like, haven't had his balls in your mouth yet? What's I wrong with Samantha. you? She's great. Uh,
0: and then Miranda's trying to steer the conversation. She talks she tries to talk about her palm pilot, who like, oh, fuck, I relate to her. Because <laughs> I got I know. a PDA when I was in military school. What the fuck I do a PDA for? Nobody's nobody knows. But I was like, look at my PDA. It has alarms. I can set up timers, reminders, schedules, to-do lists different kinds of things Mm. that was me but no one pays attention to her because everyone's up their own asses yeah and she kind of calls the girls out she's like listen can we fucking talk about anything else it's always guy problems with you always Yeah, every single time we talk it's always about the guys in our lives can we talk about us do our feelings not matter what about what we want what about what we need how about we don't fucking bring up guys and all the girls like, <laughs> how, have we, no how idea. about we
1: have one fucking conversation that passes the goddamn Bechtel
0: test? Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Which the show has not done yet.
1: No. It never will. It literally never will. <laughs> it will never pass the Bechtel test. Take this that entire series. Feminism. I'm just saying it won't because mm-hmm. it's all about relationships and they're always going
0: to be talking about dudes. And I feel that. But also, the show is garbage on the feminist scale. Truth. Like, yes. B- well, the show has problems. <laughs> but Morita kind of calls it out, and it's well needed. Because yep. I was like, I'm glad someone said it. Yeah. Fuck. Because that's, that's real. But, like granted in the show about relationships and sex like what are you going to talk about you only have 30 minutes right but it was nice that someone brought that to the attention Mm -hmm. of the audience and to the characters like this is all we do like this is all this is who we are Yeah. and she walks out and she's like call me when you guys think of something else to talk about
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I I have a note here that says Miranda has never been more relatable or less fashionable Wow, man. she looks I'm like on her side this but whole
0: this whole episode and they her, hate her they
1: hate the her the costume yes. department hates her
0: she can have a look she can have a different she doesn't have to be all dresses and ball gowns right like, you can look nice. Right. Who the fuck nice. wears a hockey jacket with overalls?
1: Right. Who wears overalls? Stop. This was the 90s. I don't care. It wasn't okay. I, I wore overalls in the 90s. That's because you were five.
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't even make it to five. In the they were Oshkosh McGosh. <laughs> How dare you assume that my family could afford Oshkosh McGosh? <laughs> <laughs> I got it rough. I had
1: it rough. It was
0: it- <laughs> my favorite thing to do is to like tell people like I grew up in the hood, I know what's up. And my sister's always like, We grew up in a gated community. <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you kill my street cred like this? Uh, it was a rough street, it wasn't the nice one. Okay. Uh, it
1: wasn't the nice one. It was a janky a gated- It
0: was a janky-gated community. <laughs> the gate didn't even work half of the time. Uh-huh. Oh, That's where I learned to break into houses. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I'm really glad you had that I skill. Have, I, I, okay. So everyone always are like, oh, that's a weird skill to have. Mm-hmm. But when people have been locked out of their houses and they're like, ah, sorry, I forget that this is a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> when people have locked out of their houses, they call me and they like, I left my keys inside. Can you please get them? And I'm like, oh. Oh, you were rolling your eyes at me being being able to break into houses. Oh, but now you need my services. All right. And then I break into the house and I'm like, it's fine. And it's pretty weird because I'm really good at it. <laughs> when I was in second grade, um, we had moved from one uh, – at that time, it was a huge move for me. We had moved from Reno to Sparks. <gasps>
1: That's a downgrade.
0: Ah, this is amazing. Don't fucking talk to me. Which, okay, and for those of you who are not familiar with this Nevada area – Literally, you can drive through Reno and Sparks in, like, 15 minutes. They're one collective. If you refer to this area, it's just Reno, but Sparks is a part of it.
1: Although I kind of love that that saying, Reno is so close to hell you can see Sparks. Yes, (laughs) I love
0: it. Um, So I moved there, and it was my first day at a brand new school. I was in second grade. I was a child. And then my parents weren't there to walk me in. I had to do it by myself. And so I showed up to school, to the front office, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And I walked my fucking seven-year-old ass all the way home.
1: Shut
0: up. And <laughs> I didn't have house keys because someone was going to pick me up Like at the end. I was going to walk back from my, with my sister, I think, because she got out at the same time that I did, and she was in middle school, so we went out at the same schools. But I walked myself back. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't get in because like, I didn't have things. So I was like, how am I going to do this? I broke into my house at seven years old, and then I just stayed home and watched Oswald the Octopus. I think that was the show. And then my parents got, like, my parents got home, they're like, what the fuck? My sister got in trouble. Ah! And I was like, no, this is on me. I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't handle it. That was scary. I was, was just like, sorry, it was too much. Too much. I had to
1: come home maybe someone
0: time. should have fucking guided me there. Maybe someone should have been there for me through my rough times. And maybe I would have taken to a, a life of crime. <laughs> like of breaking into houses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and having sex podcasts. And having
0: sex podcasts. Maybe, maybe I would have been holy and vanilla <laughs> and virginal. And
1: boring.
0: Don't kink people.
1: <laughs> I'm not because they don't have any kinks.
0: <laughs> oh, also, we took this BDSM quiz that kind of oh. rates you like. Yes. It I, I has think it's every.
1: BDSMtest.org?
0: Dot org. I think it's dot org. Yeah. Take the test. It tells you your ratings on each system. So whether you're a brat, whether you're a brat tamer, whether you're a voyeur, exhibitionist, vanilla, the different spectrums of that. It tells you your percentage, like, how into it or not into it you are based on this quiz. And it's so cool. And I, I roll with it. I love it. And I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was a little bit of upset that I was more of a brat than a brat tamer. <laughs> but you know what? I'll roll with it.
1: That's okay. We're both brats.
0: Mm, mm. I'm Sasha. Mm. You're Jade. <laughs>
1: Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, back to this uh, back to the fucking
0: episode. TV show. Okay.
1: okay, so um, Charlotte's boyfriend completely loses his goddamn mind when um she buys him underwear which to be fair if she hasn't seen what's in his underwear I don't think that's going a little far
0: okay how cuz I didn't get it but I just overall don't like people buying things for me but I was like, oh, that's a nice thing. Where she was like, oh, I went shopping today and I just picked these up. Like, I, they're supposed to be really... Because she bought them for him so that he wouldn't be scratching his balls.
1: Right. She was
0: like, it's a, maybe it's a boxers versus brief conversation. So she bought him new underwear that was supposed to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. And he like, we haven't even had sex yet and you're buying me clothes? Next comes you fucking bringing a toothbrush to my house and then moving in. And then blah, 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 blah. And he, like, breaks up with her. And I didn't understand it at all. And I understood that I was like... Three minutes left in the episode, so they had to wrap up some storyline. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, where did this come from? And now you're saying it like that's a little too far. Explain, please.
1: Okay, so I'm just putting I'm putting myself in his situation. Like, I okay. So, here, <laughs> so here's the thing. I um have been super casually dating this dude. Um like I've I've I kind of like flipped out and deleted all of my online dating profiles again (gasps) yeah yeah deactivated let's be real
0: um (laughs) let's be real because we're gonna get back on it because you know i promote the show yeah because
1: because this podcast requires me to really be on it sometimes um (laughs) but
0: i also wish to get fodder for our fucking
1: for yeah for bad dates
0: for bad dates. For the it, tangent please? that we go on to. Yes. Send your bad dates to I can help a Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can reach out to us personally. We can keep your information anonymous.
1: Yes. Back to <clears> you <throat> page. Throat> Thanks. So um yeah, so we're we're we met on on the dating site. We've been calling what we're doing dates. Um, but absolutely like zero touching at all has happened and it's been like three dates okay which on one hand is like nice refreshing respectful but i'm kind of getting to the point now where i'm like are we just friends like maybe i'm just three maybe i'm reading this wrong and we're just we're just two people that hang out and grab drinks every few weeks.
0: Okay.
1: And I don't like I it's it would be weird if he suddenly decided to get me some lingerie from Victoria's Secret or something. I would be like, "What are you even what's what like what the hell?" Like I just I I think that that I think that he overreacted because he's a drama king
0: right But
1: mm. that being said, I don't think that he over overreacted.
0: That makes sense. Mm. I get that having you explained it in your way. With this, it just seemed like they were closer. Based on the one scene the one other scene where we saw him, where he and Charlotte were at the Dolce & Gabbana party Mm -hmm. with Carrie and Yankee, Mm -hmm. the new Yankee. And I think, because they've been going out for three weeks, so I took that as they've been going out for three weeks. Like, they're together, they're actively looking at each other. They have met the friends, because Charlotte introduced him to Carrie. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, you get to that level, it's kind of getting a little bit more personal, because you don't just bring any random to any random event. True. So that's where I took him like, okay, they're... They're kind of close. Like, he's willing to meet her friends. So, like, they're on that level. But I also know that I exist in a plane where nothing is real. Nothing makes sense to me ever. <laughs> I don't know how relationships work. The fact that I have made it this far in my own relationship is astounding Could be because I don't follow the normal relationship rules. What you do, what you don't, what's weird, what's too fast, what's too slow. <laughs> I get that. It was just weird for me. And I would. just, I just liked some explanation and you gave it to me. Thank mm-hmm. you very much.
1: Yeah, I see it. It's too far. Like, it's like... Um, again, I'm going to do it again. Um, when Harry met Sally, when he talks about how is like, how long have you been dating this guy for like three months? And she was like, four, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, it's clearly the beginning of the relationship because he took you to the airport. Like after a certain period of time, they don't take you to the airport anymore. They make you take a cab or like whatever, like they don't like you're past that point
0: dead ass mm-hmm. my me and my boyfriend started going out in March and I went to so I'm so sorry I love you. and we went and I went to Arkansas in May uh, for a graduation mm. and he dropped me off at the airport mm-hmm.
1: oh That's, my god it's, it is it's like super beginning of the relationship status thing isn't that crazy that
0: is wild have
1: you not seen this movie
0: no oh my gosh Ro- romance romance Billy,
1: symposium.
0: Billy, <laughs> no.
1: Um, Billy, Billy Crystal? Crystal, Billy Crystal, and Billy Meg Crystal Ryan. Billy makes me uncomfortable. Okay, that's not an excuse. Muscle, it's not a reason. Muscle through it because we're gonna we'll do it. Not right now, but we will watch Can't it. Can't
0: just watch the ugly truth. No, it's like the same thing. It's not. It's Catherine Heigl being oh, like, pumpkin. I believe in relationships, and then Gerard Butler is like, Let me fucking tell you how you're doing this, blah blah. Let me mansplain to you about relationships. Yeah, no, it's that's not the same a, thing No, so not no it's it's great. i have it on dvd i have it and i'm like at some point i should watch this oh god it's beautiful no i don't have when harry met sally i have when a man loves a woman yeah that is not the same that's what i always confuse it for <laughs> with fucking andy
1: garcia yeah that one's weird um i mean it's like okay but like i love when harry, harry met sally
0: Sally's the fucking... vibrating panties scene the oh no the orgasm scene yeah, because the... the vibrating panties is from yes. the, uh, the truth because yes. i think yes. they're the same movie yes um fuck Catherine hegel oh she's awful Unless you listen to this podcast <laughs> No, I
1: no. Okay, here's the thing. I just not I'm not a fan of the how um she trash talks Judd Apatow. That bothers me.
0: I don't know I- I can't defend either of them I don't know enough about either of them so this is
1: one as far as her acting is concerned I really I enjoy most of her acting so that's fine
0: oh I don't Um, that's my problem with her I don't know her as a person I don't like her acting I don't
1: like her (laughs)
0: acting well here you go
1: either you're a fan or you're not so you can listen to this podcast
0: Me and my best friend have a writing gag about Katherine Heigl, where she just shows up in all these rom-coms. So we wrote a rom-com where Katherine Heigl plays Katherine Heigl. And every time cool. she meets a new male, she's like, oh, I'm picturing it now. I'm a successful blah, 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 blah businesswoman, and I fall in love with you, and it's weird because I'm resistant at first, but then you do these things and things, things, and we end up falling in love. But she does that, and she becomes her own meme in it, <laughs> and it's hilarious to me I love and it. to her.
1: Make it. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, so anyways... Um, back to to the show. Back to the show. Um, so yeah, I I think that the underwear thing is weird. Um, and then, so the the next note that I have is, I just cried in your mouth.
0: I just cried in your mouth is one of my favorite lines of all time forever. (laughs) At this point, Carrie and the new Yankee were hanging out at a bar. They were doing something the new Yankee liked instead of something Carrie liked, which I thought was super cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where rule number four came in, where don't stop thinking about him because the second you do, that's when he'll show up. She's having a fun time at this bar, and Big shows up. Mm -hmm. And Carrie has been having hallucinations of Big showing up at these places, and it turned out not to be him. This time, it's him. And in this situation, she's shell-shocked. She doesn't know what to do. He comes and says hello to her. And in a dramatic, delicious power move, Big puts his hand on Carrie's shoulder... And he says, oh, I saw you in the paper. You never looked looked better. beautiful, Or whatever it was. Ah. And then he walks away from her. And Carrie is just like. Like, it's those silent parts in movies. (sighs) Like, it's the beginning of Saving Private Riot where Tom Hanks is just like (laughs) looking around. You don't hear any sound, but you just see this mayhem all around. That's what Carrie was doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's when she realizes that she's not over-baked. Despite being with a new Yankee, she's not over him. She's not over the feelings. The pain is still there. The love is still there. And then they walk outside of the bar because she's not feeling it anymore. And he goes in. The new Yankee goes in for a kiss, like a goodnight kiss. And then Carrie starts crying. And then she's like, I, I just cried in your mouth. He's yeah. like, That's okay. Yeah. And she's like, No. The best thing you can do is just don't talk to me. Don't follow me. Don't ask if I'm okay. Just go. Yeah. Just go.
1: Just leave. Which I think is. Uh, not being very adult because it's not being very respectful of this dude's feelings.
0: It's not, and I'm like, we finally found a good dude. Like, yeah, he he respected. He did her things. They went and he did the, his things. He was being very understanding. He was actually attractive. Yeah, compared to most of the guys, like they're so hot, and you're like, no, you're fucking not. Mm-hmm. But he was actually attractive. And then she has that breakdown. And he's like, what's wrong? Do you do um? Like, we don't have to continue our date. Mm-hmm. but I can take you home. Like we can talk about this. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she I was like, want
1: any of it? Yeah. I was like, fuck! You finally found
0: a good guy. And I get it. It's at the wrong time. Right, but still. But
1: like, right? Yeah. yeah I'm like, what's wrong? I mean,
0: there's with so you? many trashy guys that she's met. Can she at least be friendly to this guy? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but she doesn't. Yeah, and she doesn't. And you know, like I, again, this was kind of another one of those episodes where. um, before when I first watched it, I was like, Oh, so you saw your ex who the fuck cares. But I legitimately like had kind of a really, really horrendous breakdown the first time that I unexpectedly saw my ex in public.
0: That's like, hard. Cause you can't plan for that. You can't prepare for an unexpected one. I,
1: I had no, like, I mean, and it's not like we had a bad breakup. It's not like I hate seeing him. I just need advanced warning as to when I'm going to see him. Or at least I did at that particular point in time. Now I'd be like, oh, Chad's here. You know, right. it'd be fine. Um, but, like, I... The, the first time that it happened that I didn't expect to see him and that I did, it shook the fucking hell out of me the way that I didn't think that it ever could. I didn't know that I had all of, like, those pent-up, like, feelings about all of everything that had happened and I left like I had to leave the situation and I felt shitty about it because I'd like literally just got there but I like broke down like and just started crying in my car. And to this day, I can't tell you exactly why it was just the shock of seeing him. I guess. I don't know.
0: Right. It's a shock.
1: And yeah, shock. Yeah. And at the first, and the first time is like really rough. And like the next day that it happened and I was totally fine with it and it was okay. It was just that initial shock. And so I kind of understand that aspect of the episode now where I didn't before. So
0: it's, I think that's the fascinating part about this. It's because you've seen the show... You've seen more episodes of the show than I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through it. Some parts of it, it's for the first time. Some parts of it, I'm like, oh, I've seen this episode before. But now with the retrospective, you, who, one, has seen the show before, mm-hmm. to has now lived a life of relationship and romance and experiences compared to me, who's like, I'm fresh out the gate. <laughs> and then hearing to, hearing you... Go through this and be like, oh, at one point I thought this, but having the experience now, now I get it. Mm. I'm like, that's so interesting because I wanna, I'm gonna do a revisit to me revisiting the show, mm. like in like in another twenty years, and like right. let's see where we are, and then go back and watch the show again, and then being like, I fucking get it. <laughs> yes. I'm so fucking sorry that I've made stop, so many extra sounds. Stop jostling the audience. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I apologize tremendously for the clicketing sounds that you've heard, the pounding sounds that you've heard, the random table shakes. That's me being so involved in what I am saying we're, that I had to get a point across. But you excited. can't see me, so it doesn't work. You can only hear me and you hear shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just did the John Cena, you don't see me. <laughs> I'm leaving. Stop
0: it! I'm, this is the exit, and I'm going. Oh,
1: you're just pointing to the balcony.
0: I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. I
1: said what I said.
0: I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry for the extra sounds. Not for the extra. I don't apologize for the extra. I apologize for the extra sounds. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So the ah oh, fuck! <laughs> My knee just popped. I'm sorry for that sound, but also fuck that hurt. That sounds like it hurt. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are
0: good. Uh, stop. It is late at night. It it's has been late. a hard day. It I just, haven't stopped moving been... in like 72 hours. Same. But <laughs> um, the episode ends with Carrie calling someone on the phone. She's like, I really need to speak with you. I know we're in a weird place, <laughs> but I really just need to talk things out. I immediately was like, oh, it's Miranda. Mm. And then Paige was like, oh, it was a nice way to like trick you out. You think he, she's calling Mr. Bing? And I was like, oh. No, uh, no, when would- I,
1: Yeah, when I first watched this, I was like fuck, she's going to go back to him? You dumb bitch. Like, I was legitimately like, what is wrong with you contacting Mr. Big and like that too, because you know he's just going to come and like, oh, it's so bad for you. It's such a toxic relationship.
0: Oh, it's Miranda. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's calling Miranda. And then I was, and I was like, oh, oh, that was supposed to be, that's supposed to be mystery and intrigue. Oh, shit. No, I Whoops. I figured it was Miranda. So then they go, and at this point, Miranda being the one who was like over all the guys and everything she saw her ex for the first time for the first time since he left her for another woman mm-hmm. not only did she see her ex she saw the he. she saw him with the woman that he left her for and she wasn't at all about it she hid she hid she, hid. she was scared she was nervous yeah. she didn't talk to them or she didn't even acknowledge them she hid Yeah. and then so when Carrie comes in she's like I'm so sorry I know you don't want to do this right now but I saw big and it fucked me up. And she' and was like, "I get it. Girl. I get it because I saw Eric and with his girl, and I'm also fucked up, mm-hmm. which I like that scene between them, but I also am upset that it's at the expense. Of what Miranda said
1: Yeah Because what she said is valid They do need to talk about other shit
0: Yes And I don't want I don't want it to be underplayed By the fact that Miranda was like You know what I was wrong If you need to talk about it You can talk about it Mm -hmm. It's still a thing But in this moment Yes Please talk about it Talk about your issues That's where rule number five comes in but also fucking have a conversation about other things. Yeah. <gasps> they did. They did have a conversation. They had. A, they. They. The The Bechtel test. When they talked about that other bitch that was like Samantha but wasn't Samantha anymore because she had a baby. That Lisa bitch was that yeah. her name?
1: No, I I know who you're talking about. The baby shower. Like, yeah, the baby shower episode. But that's. We'll mm, we'll have to relook
0: at. Okay. It. Okay. I, I was like, I do. I I was trying to give season or Sex in the City this extra benefit because season two is already progressively better than season one.
1: Yes, it is. It's bad. But of course we still have to end on sweet, sweet jazz.
0: Oh fuck. There was a, okay. So in the club scene, Mm -hmm. when Carrie had her saving private Ryan moment, Mm -hmm. it was silent. And then Paige was like, where's the jazz music? So I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, they don't have it because she's feeling a scene and it's not important right now. Hopefully they never bring it back. And, of course, they fucking ended up the episode with some sweet jazz sweet music. And I was like, jazz. fuck, we were so close. This is going to be a legit good episode.
1: And Charlotte, so Charlotte's date, like, made this whole, like, thing about how, like, you know, oh, we're, we have to give you the Miles Davis album. It's really great. And I'm just, like, sitting here, like, S- who in... The writing staff is so hard up for jazz cause you know somebody is. You know somebody's there going, we should do more jazz. you you,
0: you, you guys know what this you guys know what this the show needs?
1: more jazz? more jazz.
0: more, more, <laughs> more like funky jazz. <laughs> Not like mainstream jazz like funky jazz. right? Like
1: you know, Kenny G shit.
0: <laughs> me pointing to the balcony, I'm leaving. <laughs> So that was it. That was episode one of season two. It took us an hour and a half, but Mm -hmm. we fucking did it.
1: Yes, we did. Um, If you want to contact us, where should they contact us, Joe?
0: As previously stated, you can email email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at
1: swear We swear
0: on we Chanel. Swear on I was about to give out our password. Oh. It's my problem. That's why there was a hesitation. It I was like, is late. Oh. It has been a day. It and been a am day. Am I? It's been a life. It's, it has been, been a, a life. life. <laughs> um, and you can also follow our Facebook page. I Couldn't Help a Podcast. We're easily accessible there. Mm-hmm. And you can also see the sweet sick photo of the new <laughs> the,
1: the, the new box set
0: The new box set that was gifted to us Thank yes, you th- very much Thank
1: you Susan you're awesome
0: Also what was pointed out today Which I fucking love Because like I'm a slut for Snapchat Is you can also follow me on Snapchat Truth. Because I work at a sex shop And I just have hilarious snaps Based off of sex toys
1: Totally, and they are—they're hysterical.
0: Like not to to my own horn, but like the other day, I put a fucking flaccid dildo on my face, <laughs> and my caption was "No SpongeBob, I don't want to go jellyfishing That was funny, and it was hilarious. It so toot was- toot, beeping my own horn. There you mm-hmm. go. The perfect. Oh, you Where can follow can they- me on J D M O N T E two five. That's my shit on Snapchat. Also, real quick, before we finish, I just want to bring up an important thing that we mentioned earlier, but now you can have full information about it. Mm -hmm. So, our dear friend, Emily Skyle, wrote and directed a short film that has been fucking taking over all the film festivals. It's called Dear George. Fantastic film. And what it did was it provided a lot of jobs to Reno, especially... With acting, with setups, with production, things like that. Our own page was credited with some really good shit. Yes,
1: I did art direction for the show, and so I have an internet movie database credit, which is amazing!
0: And right now, the director, Emily, is up for a couple awards at the Cannes Film Festival, which is like... The biggest film festival. The biggest thing, and one of the best nominations she could have. And we're trying to get her there and get her and get the film there mm-hmm. because it presents Reno in a nice positive way that's not deserts it's not shootouts it's not gang members it's, it's not, not yeah. drugs it's not prostitutes not casinos yeah. it paints it in a good light not that any of those things are bad except for like murder <laughs> or like heavy drugs that are not controlled but she, it was a nice way to paint it so it just she put her heart and soul into it and the fact mm-hmm. that she's receiving all these awards and nominations is amazing and she deserves every single one of them And we're trying to make her dreams come true of taking her to Cannes Festival Mm -hmm. because that would give her the opportunity to produce this short film into a full-length film.
1: Mm -hmm. Which which technically it was originally, and um, she cut it down. And if anyone is a writer, cutting your work, editing your work is the worst. You want it all in there. And so having the ability to get enough money to get a... Um, a company interested in having us make a feature-length film would be a dream come true. Um, So please support the film there. doing a Kickstarter right now. If you go to kickstarter.com and search Dear George, um, they should be on there. If you could donate, whatever you can, even a dollar helps. It would be absolutely amazing. If you can't donate any money, if you are just hard up and you just can't do it, um, please go and, and get the link anyway and share it. Uh, to your social media because kickstarter will feature you on the front page if it's shared enough times and that would really get it out to everyone else so please do what you can to help this short film make it to the biggest film festival of all time
0: please 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 help emily's dreams come true For Emily, for the film, and for all the people that were involved, and for all the people who have been supporting it. And there's also a wonderful opportunity where if you live in the Reno area or are traveling to the Reno area, I'm having a birthday party. Yeah, It's going to be fucking sick. We're going to have some lip-sync battles. It's going to be fucking amazing. And if you want more information about that, you can follow me on Twitter, Joe Daniel BB. You can find times and information there, where the party's going to be at, the dress code, the themes, it's going to be super cool. And I'm using that as a fundraiser for Dear George. I'm putting that out in the universe. It's going to happen. It's going to be super cool. So it's a fun time. You get to celebrate me, which I usually don't do. So, like, it's not me being like, ha ha, come celebrate me, blah, blah, Like, I don't like birthday parties, but I want to use this as a good thing to help someone else's dreams come true so look be on the lookout for that it's a fun time if you can't be in Reno please help donate if you can't donate help spread the word yes I just pointed at the microphone I, was, I don't understand that hyped. people are not watching me I don't <laughs> get it and I don't like being watched so it doesn't make sense
1: by season six you're gonna be like slumped in your chair like with a beer like whatever
0: <laughs> a beer, this a beer. I drink beer I know you don't but I can't do alcohol <laughs> But that's what we had to offer you today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for listening again and supporting us. Uh, Everyone is super awesome. Uh, So before we go, we just want to remind everybody. (laughs) Always always wear wear a condom. condom. Um, Bye. Bye.